Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Sheena Wyatt is the founder of the Kapow Coaching Programme, which helps business owners with personal branding and growing their business. She's also a member of Four Networking and, until March 2020, was regional leader of one of the largest foreign regions in the country. Sheena is someone who really knows her onions when it comes to networking, so I wanted to talk to her all about how Four Networking helped her grow her business but also why following up with people after meetings is really important. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast, Sheena. It's great to be here, Liz. It's been a long time since we've had a chat. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. So we've known each other for several years now. We met through Four Networking. Um, I can't remember what year exactly, but it must be maybe five years ago. And I know that you've used 4N in particular to to grow your business. So I'd just like you to tell us your business story and, and how you kind of got started. Sure. I mean, yes, it's it's got to be at least five years. Crikey, doesn't it? Time fly. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I've been part of 4Networking as an organisation for 11 years this year. And I joined 4Networking actually at a time when I was I was actually in quite a difficult place with regards to business. I just had to leave a business I'd spent the previous year, five years building, which is another story altogether. And at the same time, uh, we moved. My husband is a pilot in the Royal Air Force, and we moved from the south of the country up to Yorkshire. So I had no business, I had no contacts, and I was a bit sort of rudderless, really. And I knew I needed to network to get contacts for my business, but I just didn't know where to start. Mm. And I tried a few that didn't really fit, And to be honest, when I got to the point of going to the four networking meeting, I'd really kind of run out of love with the idea. I wasn't particularly enthusiastic. So I did did the thing that now makes me cringe. I left it until the very last possible minute to get there. Um, And, you know, since then, I know how stressful that is for everybody else behind the scenes. Um, But the big difference was... The big smile, the big outstretched hand of David Emsley, who was on the team at that time, saying, you must be Sheila, welcome to 4Networking, let's go and get you a cup of tea. And that effectively for me was like, oh my word, he knew my name, he was friendly and welcoming, and I don't feel like I've been hustled. Mm -hmm. And I joined at my second meeting, I played hard to get the first one, joined at my second one, uh, with 200 quid I didn't have, because I could see the opportunity and haven't looked back since. Fantastic. And I know that since then you've become um, a team member and uh, you've kind of climbed the ranks within 4N almost. And how how did that help you? Being on a team in 4N, I think, is one of the really key cornerstones about where I am now in my business. So when I joined 4N, my business was a training consultancy. My background's in L&D. I've spent the last 25 years teaching people in one way or another to do all kinds of different things. And what I realised, the sort of the penny drop moment for me was listening to in the first meeting to them talking about not just what 4N could do for my business with regards to having the opportunity to talk to people, three one-to-ones and all that stuff, but also what was going on with the team and thinking, this is amazing. This person is, you know, two hours, they're running this team. They are, show, you know, this is their show. This is, this is mm-hmm. incredible. And the marketing is national and it's supported by this organisation. So... When I, you know, came to join David Emsley, who I mentioned earlier, 
you know, said, we're running a new team um, at Weatherby, as it was, would you be interested on coming on the team? And at the time, I thought, I'm not just interested in the raise profile, but I'm also wanting to make that extra commitment. If I agree to go on a team, I haven't got anywhere to hide, basically. I can't, you know, when my self-confidence and things were in a fairly shaky place at that time. And I thought, if I join the team, I've got to turn up. Mm -hmm. And I don't have a, I don't have an excuse not to. But getting on that team and then looking at the opportunities, uh, I mean, it really was astonishing. I started off in the admin role, which used to be called ops assistant. But the role I really wanted was the group leader role because it's a fantastic showcase for my skills as a public speaker trainer. Um, so that was the next team role I took on from there. And then 4N are never slow to catch on to a trick. Uh, if they've got somebody who's enthusiastic and is starting to make the network work for their business, they offer you the opportunity to go up. And before lockdown, I was a regional leader looking after one of the largest regions in the organisation with over 26 groups across 3,000 square miles. So the exposure that that give, has given me has put my business where it is today. It's been fantastic. And talking about exposure, something that people who, who are members of Four Networking can do is is give a presentation at a meeting. You, we, we call them foresights within 4N. What are the advantages of giving a foresight? The advantages of giving a foresight are so huge, it could be, a, you know, another conversation altogether. But, but in a nutshell, let me put it this way. If somebody came to you and said, if you join this networking organisation, you can go to any meeting, you know, 4N run 100 meetings every week online. You can go to any meeting and for 20 minutes, it's your show. You're going to be able to talk to people all across the UK and internationally. One of the meetings I ran this week, we had somebody join us from America. We had somebody join us from Germany. We've had people join us from Israel and India in the past. And if I was to say, you know, you get that opportunity to, to, to present to this networking meeting, to show them how good you are, to take that floor, to show them that you're a subject matter expert, to, to add value to their networking. And that is all part of your membership fee. I'm so surprised how many people aren't biting my arm off to do that. It is a fantastic opportunity to show people you know your stuff. Mm. I think perhaps we'll have to come back to this in, a, in another episode, Sheena. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned that uh, as regional leader, you had one of the biggest areas in, in the country. We're, we're in Lincolnshire, which is a pretty rural county and spread out. So you were doing an awful lot of driving about, as I recall. So what difference has moving online meant for you? Well, for a start, I'm not car shaped. Um, you, you know, you, you're right. My furthest meeting when we were face to face would take me over two hours to get there. And my closest meeting was 10 minutes down the road. So the, you know, the variation was huge. And you're right, I spent a lot of time in the car getting to and from meetings as well as attending them. And the biggest difference that go at taking networking online made to my business initially was genuinely sitting back and thinking, wow, look how much time I've got back. Mm. All of a sudden, all these face-to-face -face meetings have, have disappeared. They've gone online. So all the travel time has disappeared. That was the, the first thing where I thought, okay, I've now got all this time. What am I going to do with it? <laughs> you know, in the whole kind of... Um... But what I really, really realised very quickly when I got stuck into the online networking was how restricted that team role had been for my business that I hadn't seen. I loved being a regional leader, absolutely loved it. But what I hadn't realised was because I was spending all my time networking at my own groups, because frankly, I didn't have time to do anything else. Mm. 
it was a closed audience. And as you were saying, you know, we're a big rural county. We, you know, we're not the kind of location where people think, oh, I'll just nip to Woodhall Spa for a breakfast meeting. Uh, you know, th that doesn't happen. So the audience was closed. Many of them had already made the decision as to whether or not they wanted to work with me or not. And as soon as the online networking came to the fore and I started to be able to network and speak to people all across the country, my business went nuts. I mm. have taken on more new clients in the last calendar year than I had done for the previous two. And that's that would not have happened if we hadn't have taken the networking online. That's fantastic. So what I wanted to particularly ask you about in this interview is, is following up because it's all very well going to networking meetings and having conversations with people in the room or in the chat box. But it's what happens afterwards that's important, I think. So why should people follow up and, um, and how should they go about it? I think the, the, the really interesting part to me is, you know, if you are an active networker, whether it's 4N or any other online networking organisation that you pay membership for, if you're not following up, you're wasting your time and your money. Mm -hmm. Because you've got to think about the fact that the meetings are the start of the conversation and following up is really important and people will talk to me and say you know oh I follow up with people who I have one-to-ones with which is one of the things we do in 4N and the question I always ask then is well what about everybody else and I generally get a bit of a stunned silence and it's like everybody who's in that meeting has the potential to be a conversation that leads to an opportunity and an opportunity that leads to a transaction so one of the things that that I say a lot when I'm talking not just to my own clients but to, to networkers is have a process have a process and follow it so it becomes a habit make that initial follow-up when you're having the conversations with people in the meeting jot down a few notes what have you talked about and then take that step back and think okay let's say that you think what I'd like to do is to send a personal thank you to the people I've had my one-to-one -one type conversations with mm -hmm. that's brilliant start there but start there with the mindset of how can I add value to that conversation right from the get-go? So when you're looking at the notes you've taken about what you talked about, do you have a blog post that could help with that? Or do you know of someone who's written a blog that relates to what you talked about? Have you got a tip sheet? Is there something that you can give straight away that makes them think, oh, wow, that's really great that not only did Liz listen to what I had, we were talking about, but she's followed up pretty much immediately with something that adds value to me. Mm -hmm. That's astonishing. The people that you don't have one-to-ones with, certainly what I do every month is send an email to everybody that's attended meetings that I've been to, and it does exactly the same thing. It tells them where they, you know, which meeting they were at with me. It gives them a tip sheet, normally something to do with networking, that they can go ahead and grab as an add value, and it tells them where they can contact me, connect with me, and continue the conversation. So following up, yes, it's really important. Who you follow up with should be everybody. And how you should follow up, the mindset really needs to be about adding value to that relationship right from the beginning. Because the very worst follow-ups, and you'll know exactly what I mean, Liz, are the ones where you've not had a conversation, you've just been at the same meeting. And most memorably for me recently, even before the meeting has finished... The email hits my inbox, which is just one 14 paragraph by my stuff post. <laughs> and all that does for me is it just goes straight in the bin. Yeah. And that's not what you want. So follow up, really important. Get in a process, whatever you feel works for you, but think add value all the time. Yeah, 
Absolutely. So let's say that you're um, a first time visitor at, at a meeting. You've um, seen somebody in the room that you think you could you, you could help. Um, maybe you've had a one to one with this person. As the newbie, should you wait for them to call you or should you take the initiative to follow up with them first? That is a good question. I would say take the initiative. And the reason I say that, Liz, is you know, having been 11 years in, in for networking, the amount of people who don't follow up at all far outweighs the people who do. Mm. So if you're sitting back and thinking, I'll wait for that person to get in touch with me, you, you're probably going to be waiting a very, very, very long time. Um, so I would say take the initiative first to, to reach out and make first contact. If you don't feel comfortable about that first contact being an email, let's say, go and find them on social media. One of the things that we do in 4N meetings, we, we use Zoom for our 4N meetings, is we encourage people to put their contact details in the chat window. And what that means is at the end of each meeting, you've got the ability there to go back and think, OK, some people have only put the phone number in. Some people will put a phone number, an email address in. Some people will put all of those plus their social media links. But everybody is findable out there on social media if they're using it. So if the initial follow up step of maybe picking up the phone or sending an email, if, if you're a little unsure of doing that as a newbie, why not connect with them on social media and start the conversation there? Go and find them on Facebook or ask them to connect with you on LinkedIn if that's a platform you use frequently. Um, follow them on Instagram, you know, TikTok, Clubhouse, whatever's down with the kids this week. <laughs> but the key part about that is don't just connect and connection collect, connect and engage. And, yep. you know, that can then start the conversation to a point where you potentially feel a bit more confident about thinking, do you know what, I am going to ask, pop an email to them now. We've, we've chatted a little bit, you know, through Facebook or on LinkedIn. I think we've sort of broken the ice there and then you can carry on the conversation that way. And I suppose in these days of virtual networking where we can't actually swap a physical business card, the chat box is more important than ever, isn't it? It, it absolutely is. And something that I would strongly encourage people to consider if they haven't got it already is to have a link with me or connect with me uh, page or landing page on their website. And then you can grab one link to drop in the chat that gives everybody all the ways that they could connect with you rather than there being different, you know, follow me here, click on this, blah, 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 which can be a bit confusing. Um, but the key point about using the chat window to give people the opportunity to connect with you is there's no point saying, you know, follow me on Facebook, connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, you know, come and follow me on Instagram and follow me on Twitter if you don't use Twitter and the last time you put anything on Instagram was pre-lockdown, mm -hmm. what's the point? So think carefully about where you're active on social media, because what you don't want is for somebody to think, I'll connect on Twitter, let's say, and you're just the tumbleweed wall of silence. So when you're using the chat window, you're right. It's a great opportunity to create you know, almost a virtual business card. Think carefully about what platforms you are suggesting people connect with you on. So what you don't want to do is to have that new connection wanting to take that conversation further with you as part of their follow up and you're not giving them anything to say. There's nothing there. Mm. So don't be tumbleweed. Think about where you're active, where you're engaging, where your audience is and make sure you're focusing on that. I think it's important as well that people are 
easy to find. I've been on meetings where people um, have only put their first name in, in the chat box or, you know, when they've named their, their Zoom picture or they've just used their business name and not their name. And then you're thinking, I don't know how to address this person. I don't know what they're called. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the equivalent, isn't it, of, of putting a, a logo as your profile picture on LinkedIn. Who wants to talk to a logo? Mm. You, you know, and, and there is still this little bit of reluctance, which I find interesting. You know, we're we're talking together today, beginning of March 2021. You know, we're nearly a year into lockdown. And the fact that there is still a reluctance from people to allow people in virtually. It's like, you know, you're going to get left behind here, people, if you don't open up and go... Yep. Okay. I, it's no point me saying my name's Fred, and then wondering why nobody's getting in touch with me because there's a million Freds out there. Mm-hmm. People, you know, make it easy for people to connect. That's a really key thing. You know, tell them where you want to have those conversations. Make it easy for them to start those conversations, but also make sure that you're engaging in those conversations. And if you knit all that together along with you know the other elements of following up, you know, making that email contact picking up the phone and having that conversation, then following up becomes that part of networking where the magic starts to happen. It's very rare that you're going to attend a networking meeting and do business in the meeting. It happens, but it's rare. Mm. The business happens afterwards. You know, that pile of contacts, as you say, we, you know, back in the day when we were face-to-face networking and you'd wander out of a four-end meeting with a little bundle of business cards in your hand, those business cards are not clients. They're opportunities. Yeah. And the chat window is the same. You know, those details aren't clients. They are opportunities for you to carry on the conversation and build the meet like no trust process until they're at a point where they're ready to buy. And then it's easy for you to show them where your till is. And I think it's much easier to do that these days now that we're virtual, because everyone now is is so used to using Zoom and so on. Whereas before you might have had to arrange to meet somebody for a coffee, for a for a follow on conversation, uh, which might involve you driving into town and parking your car and having the meeting and driving home again, which took a lot of time. Now you can just schedule half an hour on Zoom. So there's kind of no excuse anymore, is there? No, there's not at all. And I think that's such a great point. You know, when we were networking face to face and I hear people saying, oh, you know, let's meet up for a coffee. And I think, oh, you're missing a trick here because back in the face to face world, as you say, particularly, you know, particularly for those of us who who live in the Shire where it takes an hour <laughs> to get anywhere, um, you, you know, and it'd be let's meet up for a coffee. And you think, oh, thumping egg, you know, it's going to take me an hour to get to Lincoln from where I live pretty much. Uh, but all of those things. And the trouble is, how many times did you do that? And in the first five minutes, think this conversation isn't going to go anywhere. Mm, yeah. And and it's wasted all of that time. Whereas with, you know, the online follow-up, one of the things I talk to people about through for networking often is, why are you having one, uh, you know, another one-to-one outside of a 4M meeting? Invite them to another 4M meeting. You get that 10-minute conversation. And in that 10 minutes, you're going to be able to have that whole, is this conversation going to go anywhere moment? And you get to do that three times at yeah. a 4M meeting. And when you then think about how much time that could save you chasing down a contact that actually doesn't have any intention of working with you, referring you or buying from you, you can focus on the people who are giving you those signals or you can focus on making the connections with people you want to have those conversations with. Um, And doing that online 
it's so, so much easier. It saves you time, saves you money and saves you frustration. What's not to like? Yeah, absolutely. So let's say you've been to a meeting and um, somebody that you didn't get a one-to-one with during the meeting contacts you afterwards and asks you for a one-to-one. And you think, well, I don't know what I've got in common with this person. I don't think my services are any use to them. Should you accept that one-to-one still? A good, it's a good question. Um, I will answer it from my perspective. I quite often do what I just mentioned, steer them for, towards a foreign meeting, or I ask them to book time in my diary. So, you know, one of the things that I do with Kapow is offer 15-minute taster sessions, and I have a booking link for people to do that. And quite often, that can be enough for them to either think, mm, I don't know if I could be bothered to do that, or it then becomes a business appointment and that becomes something slightly different. Um, you're always going to have a gut feeling, really. If you think, I don't think this conversation is going to go anywhere, then you absolutely have the right to politely and nicely say, I don't really have time to do that at the moment. Why don't we connect a couple of weeks time and see where we are then? Mm. So you're never saying jog on Twinkle as a firm no, because that's never great for your personal brand. But what you're effectively doing the thank you very much, haven't got time now, let's talk about it later. And what the last 11 years in, in my network has shown me is that people very rarely pick up with it later. They, they move on. And and that means that you you can skip away from that conversation and focus on the ones where you think you are going to be able to add value. Um, you always get that sixth sense, don't you, of the person that actually just wants to sit and talk at you about buying their stuff. Mm-hmm. And there isn't a law that I found anywhere that says you have to agree to do that. So just go with your gut and see what you feel. And do you find that you get people who want to follow up with you, with you just because they want to pick your brains and not actually pay you any money? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and and that's where the joy of the, the booking a session comes in, because, you know, that will become very apparent very quickly. You know, oh, could I just, you know, could we just have 15 minutes just to have a chat? And I think, no, what you want as you say, is to pick my brains about why you're, you know, why your networking's not working, why your business isn't really going anywhere, why you're struggling to make those contacts. So I immediately turn that into, yeah, I'd love to have that chat. Would you like to book some time in my diary? Here's here's the link for you to go ahead and book a 15 minute session. And again, you know, for the people who think, oh, okay, it's enough for them to either think, well, I will book a 15 minute session. And then, then for me, that's an opportunity to talk to them about how working with me can help them. Mm-hmm. Um, or they don't. And more often than not, they don't. It's a really easy way to to stop giving your expertise away for free without having to tell people to go away effectively. Yeah. So, you know, definitely something that I would recommend if you're finding that's happening a lot. Can I just have a chat? Or could I just ask you a question? Uh, it's like you absolutely can. Do you want to book some time where we can talk about it properly? Here's the link just gives that little bit of, you know what, if you want to talk to me about the stuff I know about, you actually need to start that process by booking time in my diary, not just picking up the phone. Yeah, yeah. So any last hints and tips on following up that you can share with us? Be consistent. I think that would be the the one thing that I would add to what we've talked around already. You know, consistent can be weekly, can be monthly, it doesn't matter. The key element is it needs to be happening regularly. So don't be, you know, back in the back in the days of the face to face world, you could always tell when someone had got back from a meeting 
sort of emptied out their handbag or their briefcase or whatever it was and found that pile of business cards in the bottom corner of a bag <laughs> because all of a sudden you'd have this flurry of emails from, you know, oh, great to meet you at networking last week or something. You think, hmm. and then you don't hear from them again for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Following up is just the start of the conversation. That's a really, really important thing to remember. That initial follow-up is the beginning of the opportunity. Every one-to-one is an opportunity. What you do with it is up to you. So follow up, be consistent and keep having the conversation, not just a one email wonder that you then wonder why it doesn't take you anywhere. Yeah, brilliant. So how can people find out more about 4N and also about you? Well, you can find out more about 4N uh, by going to their website, which is 4networking.biz. You can come along and try a meeting out for free. Um, if you wanted to do that, you would need to get in touch with me to be able to go ahead and book you on to a meeting. And you can get hold of me by, again, going to my website, uh, kapowme.com, or by sending me an email, which is sheena at kapowme.com. I'm all over social media as well. So why not go ahead and hook up with me on Facebook? That's where I'm most active. And, uh, you know, make those connections there. Brilliant. Thank you very much for your time, Sheena. And I'm sure I'll see you on a networking meeting soon. I hope so, Liz. It's been a pleasure. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.